Oh, I made a delicious oatmeal to fuel my body. Oh, that's good. Yes. That's good. I had some some emergency spaghetti. Oh, in the morning spaghetti. Well, because I, I was like, oh, let me have some matcha tea like Jack has been having in the morning mm. instead of coffee. Mm. And then I was like, mm-hmm, yeah, every time I, I can't, I can't drink tea in the morning. It Why? makes me nauseous. Oh. Yeah. Why and I always that? think maybe it won't, and then it does. Mm. I'm like, I have to do something immediately. Okay. Yeah. Well, I invented a pasta recipe that came from, you know, out of necessity, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna, I wanna share mm-hmm. it. I'm gonna share it. Okay. Okay. So I've been making pasta. I've been making a pantry pasta for quite a while now. That's always very good. Where you just in the you put on a pot of water to boil. You put up in the Dutch oven with some olive oil and then you put in some red pepper flakes. If you have a little onion in the fridge, you can throw any kind of alliums, shallots, whatever. Mm-hmm. Cut up mm-hmm. some garlic. Don't put it in yet because it'll burn. I put a whole tin of anchovies and then I open mm-hmm. up a tin of oil packed tuna. I have it at the ready. But it's okay. not going in the heat yet. Mm-hmm. So basically, the once the garlic and the red pepper flakes and the if you you know onion shallot and anchovies are cooked down in the olive oil you kind of can just let that sit until the pasta is ready sure mm-hmm. when the pasta is ready you just throw it into the pot with the stuff and you add some pasta water and you zhuzh, zhuzh, zhuzh. you throw in the tuna fish if you have some peas you can blanch them in the pasta water and then throw them in if you have some spinach just wilt it into the pasta absolutely a delicious mm-hmm. dish mm-hmm. that's all you need yeah, I think maybe not a recipe, but I do think that's that, correct. Right, that's, but the that the, is a pantry pasta. But the other day, I <laughs> what had did you a, do? I had a half a tube of tomato paste, and sure. I threw that into the sure. oil when it was hot, and it made it made for a really mm. splendid event to do the tomato paste in the context of the pantry pasta. You know, I often think like, oh, what if I just threw a little tomato paste into mm-hmm. this and then I don't because I'm oh. like well then it becomes like tomato and generally I'm trying to not do that because I'm always doing that oh well it made it but I am of, always tempted to do that it does so. a thing which is different than tomato sauce it kind of just coats right. the noodles in like red or like you know brown mm-hmm. but I also it added some, a huge amount of parsley something huge amount of oh. parsley mm-hmm. absolutely delicious yeah. herbs herbs or like um, a secret weapon. It's nice to have herbs in the fridge. I have some dill right now and salmon. I think I'll make that this evening along with mm. some small potatoes. And mm. I love, I love yeah. sour yeah. cream right now. I love sour cream. Yeah, sour cream. When you realize like all of, all the dairy things, you could just, just eat them all whenever with whatever. Mm. And it's great. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. I just got home from Gyrotonics. Um, mm-hmm. And you feel good? You feel oatmeal? Yeah. I feel ready for oatmeal. I feel certain parts of my body engaged that perhaps don't ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, That's great. Great. Thrilling. And this is, this is what, this is like private coaching. Yes. Yeah. It's so nice. Um. I'm working with Luxurious. a person, person named Vanessa Knaus, 
And Vanessa's looking for more clients in, in her process of training to be a full-fledged licensed gyro person. So mm. look mm-hmm. her up on Instagram and Great. swing into her DMs. And what's what's get... her handle? Hi, Vanessa Knaus. K-N-O-U-S-E. K-N-O-U-S-E. Let me double check. Let me double check. Well, we'll put it in the show notes. Oh, my God. You're so uh, brilliant. Go. Go. I mean, great. Go. Go. Yeah, it's Vanessa.Knaus. That's her Instagram. There's a dot. Don't forget the dot. Um, There's a dot. So, yeah, I did my gyro... Cynthia was and not say that there. Reed sent you. Cynthia wasn't there today, so that's uh, okay. No, Cynthia. Mm. Well, back to work. Everyone's back to work. Yeah, the time for dilly dallying around is over. Back to work, everyone. Back over. to work. Over. Um, how's it going up there? Are the leaves changing? Oh, the leaves are. It is. It's happening. It's cold. It's mm. autumn, it's apples, it's, you mm. know, it's, it's all, it's all a going. It's, it's, uh... I, well, I spoke with Lindsay Clark the other day and she suggested perhaps an apple picking excursion. I thought that mm-hmm. sounds lovely. Yeah. Um, what's the thing about picking apples? At the end of the day, what, you go home with a b- basket of apples and then You what? make pies. You make pies. You mm-hmm. cut up your apples, you put them in the freezer... You use oh. them to make pies for your friends. Oh, I don't... You make apple cakes, you make applesauce, you make apple... People keep talking about the freezer, what? and I really need to get on board, where you can put baked goods in the freezer, you can put... Fr- you know, I just... I don't use... The- yeah! You know, I made a, I made that chocolate cake, as one does. Um, the olive oil. And one. I was like, I have to get rid of this cake. So I put it in the freezer. Wow. And Jack has just been like shaving some off into some ice cream. Wow, frozen like, cake tree. That works perfectly. Wow. Yeah. Well, I made a discovery so, over know. the over this week. For for people who like cake and for people who live near Trader Joe's. Uh-huh. I was watching Where did you find there. I was watching YouTube. An Emmy Shock. Who, there's a there's a person named Emmy on in on YouTube who does videos about tasting things and trying unusual recipes and Okay. She's great. And um often she'll she has a whole series where she tries ration packs from various different militaries oh, uh-huh. around the world. Uh-huh. But anyways, she was told or like I guess there's been a viral kind of thing going around about sensation. A sensation about this cake at Trader Joe's called the Vanilla Chantilly Buttercream Mini Sheet Cake. Okay. And so she tried it on her channel along with their sister cake, which is this, like, chocolate... <coughs> excuse me. Chocolate ganache oh cake. Oh, my goodness. So mm-hmm. I went to the Trader Joe's thinking, well, now I won't be able to find it because, like, much like the Trader Joe's kimbap, the Korean kimbap, it won't ever be here again now that it's gone viral. It's a bad... But there it was. Both the cakes. Ah. Both. I bought them both. 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 I brought them both. Brought them home. And, um... Dinner. Absolutely. If you're in the mood for cake, it does all the things that you need cake to do. It's moist. 
it's sweet. The It's not too sweet, the cake. The buttercream is butter, sweet, delicious. The proportions are excellent. I have to say, like, sh shocking, shocking cake. So I'm like, why would I ever make a cake? Great. Yeah. Why would I ever bring a cake to someone's birthday when I just get this? You know? And guess what? I think it was $5. Because, because we like doing other things. Right, because love That's and care. Why. Love and care. Doing doing things. Mm. I did lots of cooking. I made two kinds of chili and that cake for a dinner. Wow. And, well, now's the time. And, now's the time. Yeah. it's the And cornbread, which I, I didn't realize that cornbread is cake. Mm. It's Indeed. cake. I don't like cornbread. Um, Do you know that about me? Um, no, but it's delicious. So it's, I don't know it's, what to say. It can be delicious. <laughs> it can be, but it is often not to me. But if with a lot of butter, it could be good. Well, that's why it's cake is because it's butter. Mm. Yeah. Um, um, I know James Whiteside keeps inviting me over for kind of casserole style meals. We, I went over for beef stew mm -hmm. the other week. Absolutely yeah. delicious. And yes, well, I made a chili that was very much a beef stew. Which is why I made a second chili that was vegetarian, that was very much a a bean chili. Because mm. I was like, there mm. literally aren't beans in this chili, and I feel weird about it. Uh, so, but it, they were both delicious, and they were good together as well. And they were good together. But yes, I love, I love, I I I really focused on like designing a scenario where I wouldn't be stressed about hosting a dinner and I wouldn't, and it would like, cause I made the, I made the chilies days in advance. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's like finding Paige Lapari of our Cachata said there's that Ina Garden has like a make ahead yeah. cookbook. And I, I, I think that's correct. I think that's really the key. Did you have a fix? You don't want to be like, mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. What what was the fixins? Um, well, I forgot to put cheese out. I realized the next day. Oh, no. No one, no one, no one mentioned. But I think everyone was overwhelmed with two chilies and pickled red, pe pickled onion. red onion. Mm -hmm. What? I have... It's the only thing I can remember. Was there, was there a cilantro? Um, radishes, radishes. Cilantro. Sour cream? Um, sour cream. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, you had a dairy component. I think that was basically it. And then there was like a, a, a celery, a very acidic celery salad. To well, that's the, that's the the an incredible meal. It was, it was quite <coughs> incredible, I mm. would say. Mm. I was quite happy with it. Mm. Um, I also made um, chicken karage. Eric Kim's, I don't know if you saw this New York Times video. It's mm. fried chicken. Oh, yeah. Very, like, gingery. It was heaven. Absolutely incredible. I love it. it's fried chicken. Um, yeah, I want to make more recipes. Um, karage. Karage. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a fan, I mean, it's fried chicken. So what are you, what are we talking about? Oh, incredible. fried chicken. Um, I also made an eggplant parmesan. I think that was an Eric Kim recipe as well, actually. Wow. It was actually very easy. I was I was a bit frightened and it was it was very successful. I have the recipe. Made a cute little thing. Delicious. Um was, was it a breaded eggplant 
parm or no? Mm-hmm. So, but it's oven roasted. <laughs> so, Excuse me. You know, I don't know. Mark Bittman Busted. has that delicious eggplant parm that's not breaded, or, and it's very good. Uh-huh. Very good. Well, I did think in making this, I was like, you probably don't need to bread the eggplant. You could probably just, like, add a layer of, like, toasted breadcrumbs. But I think that there is something in the, the egg and the whatever, the flour, the that dynamic. It was not, you know, this is seemingly as simple as could be. You're just layering cheese and eggplant. Mm. Yeah, so. mm. But absolutely delicious for this weather. It's time. It's time so. to eat. My body's like, eat, eat, Ugh. eat. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we're sort of avoiding turning heat on. So I'm, I'm wow. Like, let's, let's eat instead. It's fun. I made a soup, you know, it's, it's all, it's all happening. Um, food. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Um, what should, is should we announce the book thing? Yes. We're reading a book. We've figured it out. It's called a feather on the breath of God. It's a novel by Sigrid Nunez. I feel like um, read something else by Sigrid. It's great. Oh, have you? Oh, God. Let me think about that. And we're going to be talking about it like the last Friday of this month, I believe. is is, But who who knows? Along with... Who, who knows? Um, with literary giant... <laughs> reader extraordinaire... Mm-hmm. Um, eater extraordinaire as well. One of my yes. favorite things about this person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we won't announce it yet. Spaghetti connoisseur. Uh, yeah, pasta aficionado. Oh, I see. I have a Sigrid um, Nunez. Nunez book at my bedside that I've not yet started called The Friend. Someone must have given this to me. Oh. Yeah. Well, I think she's an excellent writer. Um, oh, I was absolutely shocked by this book. Okay, well, I'm and not And I think you will be too. Okay, great. I'm excited. I'm going away for the weekend and I'm going to read, read, read. Oh, where are you going? I'm going to see Cassie and Jesse up in the Berkshires. Oh, that's great. Isn't that that's great. Something? It'll be a nice reprieve after our premiere tomorrow night. Oh, yes. That was great last night when this episode came out today. Wasn't that um, great? It's happening tonight. Yeah. Um, yes, Christopher Williams' show opens Thursday evening, which will be right before this episode. Drops. And um, it's at BAC. You can still go. Tickets are, I think, like 38 bucks. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ballet Russe pieces reimagined. And... Um, yeah, it's obviously a pe- incredibly rigorous process always with Christopher. So it's like a lot of work on everybody's part. And um, go see it. If you're curious about dance and dance history, you will love this show. <sighs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Lo- great you go. advertisement I just did. Wow. I mean, send the invoice. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, goodness. Speaking of invoices, Harriet and Garen and I have been in 
really intense discussions around the economics of this whole thing. And well, no all... one wants to pay, and people hire you and then don't want to pay you. Isn't well, that, that incredible? It's kind of becoming... And I don't mean you, I mean me. But I mean yeah, us, no, and you I mean and, you, and, and I mean us people. as well. It's the kind of like the disregard of design is so well, obvious. And just like other people. Mm. Like, yeah, I don't actually have and maybe it's maybe it's jealousy. What? You know? That like <laughs> that we have the freedom of not having jobs. <laughs> Well, a lot of the other people who don't have real jobs are getting paid, so... That's, that's, that's true. But, yeah, we've just yeah. been in the middle of, like, multiple different contract negotiations and licensings and everything, and each step of the way, Garrett... Well, you know, when it was just Harriet and me going through all of this, it was kind of like, oh, this sucks. But now with Garrett, mm. it's really like, Garen can't believe it. Like, because, you know, Garen has been in the habit or industry of right the dance of doing choreographers and directors yeah. and these and then now that he's looking at designer contracts he's in a state of dis- despair Disbelief. yeah dis- <laughs> di- literally i mean it's really upsetting and i know that we've talked about it on this podcast before but maybe it's worth just like saying a few words about it again for anyone out there who's like confused as to why um designers need to be paid like human beings or you know like working artists or working people generally um i think particularly with costumes and this is for many reasons obviously historically it is an industry of of women and queer people which is part of why it's historically been uh, paid less and more kind of oppressed as an industry in design. But that aside, I also think that people's relationship to the language of clothing is very fluid, right? Fluent, rather, not fluid. But I think people can speak about clothing because they grew up wearing them. They know about clothing. They know shirt. Mm, mm-hmm. They know they know shirt pant dress. You know they know those words. Right. This is like a thing. I feel it reminds me of graphic design. Go on. Everyone thinks they're graphic design. Oh right. Mm-hmm. Because they they got Photoshop. Because font. Because they right. know font. So yeah. because people know about the language of clothing, they assume that it's perhaps like a job that doesn't require a very specific kind of training, education, and expertise because they think, right. well, I do that too. I also choose clothing. Yeah, I also choose clothing. Right. I also choose You're clothing. You're a stylist, right? Right. Whereas yeah. with like lighting design or scenic design, there's so much going on there that is an entirely <laughs> other language. Right. You know, right. we I, don't know about... like, I couldn't possibly... You couldn't, because you don't know those computer programs. You don't know what those lighting instruments are called. Right. You don't know how right. to use the boards. This also mm-hmm. extends into sound and composition. They're just languages that are unfamiliar. Right. And so they're, they're valued in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think over the many years, we've really run into issues with this, where, like, our experience and understanding and it's just not it's not valued and um we have not 
we have realized that like there's been almost no upward mobility in this industry in terms of like working as freelancers and trying to be paid properly for what we do and I think it's like compare and despair is one way of looking at things but I think it's important to compare exactly what we make to exactly what everyone else is making I think this kind of like economic transparency is for us very important now because we want to know what everyone else on the team is making and then we want to know why it is we're not making as much and people will say like oh well they have all this work to do and they have to be in the theater yeah uh-huh guess what there's so if you also... don't have to look at it then it doesn't exist Right, because you're not there for the process. You're not there for schlepping millions of pounds of shit around the city. You're not there Mm -hmm. for the many hours of, like, agonizing over, like, how this looks with this or does this go on this person and, you know, all the years of, like, learning about um, the nuances of proportion and all these things. Anyways, these things are not valued. And consequently, you know, then Harriet and I... And Garen, thank God Garen's here, end up fighting with all these people to to get more money. And then we are looked at as villains or greedy right, right. or avarice. Right. And we're getting we're getting emails back that say, like, that's a staggering ask. Stag- uh-huh. Staggering. Uh-huh. Right. And, and that's, that's and they're like, well, it's not my fault that that's how you've been thinking about these things. Right. You don't have to pay. And they all play this game of like, how much do you want? You're like, no. How much do you have in your budget maximum for us? How much do you have maximum? Because they want you to say some number because you you have no sense of self-worth anymore because you've been so oppressed as right. a costume well, designer. Well, you're like you're desperate like, to get a dollar. Right, so, so you say, like, oh, you're not gonna ask well, for $2. well, what about $1,500? And they're like, great, you know? And then so, you're like, oh, that's already gone. Right. Like, so I just spent that. Really, I- you know, then you, rather than do that, the tactic with Garen and Harriet has been ask for $10,000, right? And look, mm-hmm, the worst mm-hmm. that can happen, yeah. they're going to say no. Right. And they do. Yeah, this is also this is also the it's like, well, ask for how ask for more than what you think that you will get. Absolutely. For sure. Because they're not going to even if they don't have but the here's money. Here's the thing, when you start thinking about like what you'd actually like to get paid to do the thing that you're going to end up having to do, which is like one million emails, like running around this and that. And the other thing, all the things, cause then you have to start like thinking about all the things that you don't like doing about your job that you kind of block out. It's awful. Oh, I, <laughs> and then well, you're like, Oh my God, you absolutely have to pay me this much. Well, and then I, it's like, Oy. that's right. I, also for all these conversations, like I'm at this point, just trying to negotiate how to, do the work and enjoy some aspects of the work and also kind of release myself from the agony of and the despair of feeling so disregarded or mm-hmm. undervalued. Like I need right. to, because if, if I focus on those right. things, right. I'm, I'm not able to work because it's paralyzing. Yeah. It's also like, you don't want to work. Like I, I've also like, it's the struggle for me about 
I also don't want to be stingy with like how I'm working. I don't no. want to be like, no. Oh, well, that's the budget. Right. Like that's I, it. I, I can't do any more work that I don't because, care about. because it's so outrageously not worth it to me at this point to work anymore for, for negative money. Right. So I, I, yeah. Uh, it's been a very frustrating period of time in that way. And, you know, I don't know what more to say about it. And I don't know, like, how to... I think that Harriet and I are not only speaking for ourselves, and I'm I'm also bringing Garen into this equation now, but I think we're speaking on behalf of all designers, particularly costume designers, um, because we care about mm-hmm. them, and we care about people who work with clothes, and we... We, as a group of people, are are on the same page. And there's no time when I talk to another person who works in costume design when I the conversation of inequity doesn't come up. It always comes up because all of us are suffering from it. And um, I'm just tired. I'm tired of it. And I want to be able to, like, have a happy... Um, life as an old person you know I want to be able to move into uh, basically I want to be able to do this job and do it well and make a life out of it right that's all yeah I mean and that is the other part of this is that a lot of people working in the arts are rich sure like and and you know there's a whole range of like what that means but there are people who like don't have to make money doing these things because they have it or you know that cuz their parents made it there's generational wealth and you know there's a whole spectrum of that right um well garen was making the distinction over some texts that like yes costume design is you know to do with clothing and it's women's work and a lot things that i've you know been thinking about for a decade and also you know did my master's work on etc but um fashion design is this other thing because it's you know largely populated by powerful men doing the work but also the women who end up in positions of power in fashion often start out as princesses they're just uh-huh. they're they're Stella right. McCartney they're Diane von Furstenberg they're these women who are born into privilege which affords them the privilege of designing clothes Right. There's the other there's the other dynamic that I feel like I've constantly pointed out, which is the thing of like this the star fashion world, uh like doing things for free for dance and such. Oh, don't you know? So I there's mean... like there's also this thing of like, oh, well I can actually I'll just I'll just make you costumes because oh. I can just write it off or do whatever. Yeah. Like it's, you know, it's like an extension of my branding into this other, you know, New York City fashion gala, whatever. Look, dynamics. Harriet and I have had a, our fair share of like attention and like nice press and, and it's been, you know, an anomaly in this universe of like designing for dance that we've gotten as much kind of attention as we have, I mean, we are very good at what we do, and it is rare that anyone who's devoted specifically to a life and design will get this kind of attention. Whereas, 
you know, a fashion designer or a famous visual artist does one thing for dance and they're, they're all over every publication, you know, they're on the news because they did well, this right. Well, they're paying for, for those things too, you know? Right. You know, it's publicity like that's for all them. like, that's, the point is publicity. Yeah. Right. Right. So it's, so, you know, it's, a, it's frustrating and there's, it's difficult. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. Yeah. Was that boring? No, I, I mean, it's, it's... You already know all this stuff. Well, it's just, it's the case. I mean, part <laughs> of this is like... Well, yeah, we all want to live, like, our fantasy where, like, we get to just do the thing that we love doing. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I mean of, like, the jealousy thing. Of, like, yeah, well, we like, oh, you want to be able to do the thing you want to do and get paid for it? Yeah. Well, slay, honey. <laughs> Yeah, good luck. So, but it's like, yeah, well, you're doing, I mean, these choreographers and so in these institutions are, are doing what they want to do, supposedly, you know, seemingly. Um, and if, yeah, it's, I think, I think there's like, this is also where critics not taking costumes into consideration is also tricky because they, I mean, the problem is that they always are, whether they're like acknowledging or aware that like the, these bodies doing stuff on stage are wearing something or not, yeah. you know, and that that's like part of the experience. So, you know, but there's also yeah, at the, at the same time, there's like a lot going on. <laughs> there's, um, and you know, these reviews can only be like 12 words or whatever they seem right. to be. Um, so like how in depth can you go? Yeah. Which I still, like, don't understand because, like, the internet, there's plenty of space on the internet for it's extended tr- reviews of things. But I guess they're paid by the word and that's, like, the budget or whatever. But yeah. I don't know anything about such things. But, um, yeah. Um, Wait, I just want to say one more thing, okay? Just yeah. This is food for thought, something for people to think about if you are in making if you're in the field of making dances or theater or whatever and you're thinking you're thinking about costumes and the people who have to be responsible for them in all design fields it seems there is this effort toward quantifying how much your effort on a particular thing is worth and and this is based on kind of like how many costumes, how elaborate they are, blah, you know, like there's a set of kind of like mm-hmm. in, inaccurate criteria or kind of fungible right. criteria. So I just want to say that quantifying the work that we do or, or like valuing it by item is there's no accuracy to that. That doesn't work. Because even sometimes one costume can be an agonizing and very long form exercise for a designer. And then in the next breath, designing 15 costumes can, can happen in a moment. So these things are just totally like design. Also, there's no boundary around like a choreographer endlessly coming back and being like, I don't like that. Absolutely. So and like, you're like, well, this, if this is that kind of job, then 
you know, it's just, it's where I've been like, well, there's no budget for that. So right. if you want me to do more of that, then we're going to have to cut this other stuff. Right. So it's it, not because I don't want, it's just like, you have to set a boundary. So, but in these contracts, it's, the making of the thing, you can quantify the value based on hours, based on materials, based on techniques, the mm-hmm. designing of the thing, it's much more right. complicated and people right. who try to place a specific value on the amount of effort we're making, I'm like, but you don't know, and we don't know. We don't know. Right. 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 Okay. Anyways, I've said my yeah. piece. I've said my piece for today. Well, that's, and that's, you know, that's where I am, like, uh, you kind of can't, can't, I mean, it's it's the tricky thing of, like, you don't want to put a thing out there that that you don't like or that nobody in the show likes either. Like, that's not... You do want to avoid that, but, like, you can't help but be like, well, the budget is this, so I can't work on this anymore. So... Exactly. This is it. And that is exactly the position we're being put in right now, which is, like, we're being told, there's no money for you to do this. And we're like, mm-hmm. but there's all these things... Okay, that, there's all we won't these, do it. Well, the, yeah, exactly. We're like, there's all these things <laughs> that need to be done... But if you don't want them done, then I guess that's what is happening. So it's just very confusing because it's very clear that like we are needed and yet they, right. they don't, they don't no want. No one right. is willing to get, find the money for it, which is what exactly. it's always about. It's like, like there's someone whose job is to find the money. Right. There is the money thing. and it's being allocated to various different departments because, you know, there is a need in all of the departments course and they've it's been decided that our department needs the least which okay that's arbitrary and um well that might be the case but that doesn't mean you don't need the money to do the things that they want you to do right so (laughs) yeah oh boy oh boy uh it is it is amazing you know it is amazing that anything gets made anywhere ever it's all so but you know it's 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 really just be rich being rich is the ticket then you can truly work or not work just be rich um yeah it's um it's looking weird it's looking weird not great this career of ours that we've that we've you know, toiled away at for over a decade. It's looking weird. Hi. Yeah. But anyways, um, um costumes, so yeah, a feather on the costumes. breath of God. A feather on the breath of God. Read along. Get it? I got it from the library. You can get it from the library. Whatever. Did you even end up saying really Isabella short. Boylston's name? Did you say it? No, I, I thought we could save it. Have it be a, a oh, you know no. reveal it next week or something. Oh no. I'm sorry. But no, it's we're we're joining forces with the Ballerina Book Club. Um yes. to read this book. We love, we love, we love. We live, we laugh, we love. Yeah. Um Adore. Okay, what else is happening in this world? I've been I've been to New York City by well, a couple of times. Wars are happening. Oh man. This has been really but, one of the you most know, this upsetting. is always happening, but it's quite upsetting. I mean I, I cringe when people are like evil. It's but it does look pretty evil. <laughs> yeah. So, um, oops. Uh, 
But I think just saying something's evil is kind of like a, a simple oversimplification in in any of these situations. Having gone through like nine eleven wars in Iraq and Afghanistan and whatnot, so it's all I'm like okay, okay, let's let's like try to hold as much complexity as well as like acknowledge the horrors of the scenario. Yes, indeed. Um, um, but life goes on. Uh, Great British Baking comes back and morning show episodes. I wait, thank you for bringing this up. Thank you. (laughs) The Great British Baking Show is the most genius devised television I've ever I, I watching it the other day the first two released episodes I thought I cannot believe the amount of feeling that this show can elicit from so little like you feel you I think this season is excellent I think I am in love with everyone You're, I love I, the new I love her who are those what are the sidekicks what are those people called yeah they're the hosts they're the hosts, and then there's and the, the judges. judges are the judges. Okay, okay. the judges and the hosts, because the and judges are have been more constant. Yes, but not really. Mary Berry's gone. We Mary Berry's gone. Paul is the only constant from the whole show, but yeah, every season the show begins. You instantly love everyone. You're crying even when the first person gets kicked off. You're crying when someone is successful. It's just like. You're laughing, laughing, laughing. That whole beaver shtick, I thought this is... I was rewinding. I thought this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh, goodness. I... Oh, goodness. Love that show. Beaver jokes. So funny. And I'm, um, like, I'm like... Yeah. I do want to taste these things, and also I I have no faith in the baking on that show. As Jack said, it's Klonopin. I think these bakers seem better than... Yes, than, than, than the most recent seasons. Yeah, this is. I think this is a good season. Yeah, I feel me like too. I, re- I like the people and I and they seem competent. Mm-hmm. So, and it's always nice yeah. to get a little eye candy. Each season, a little someone to oh yeah have a crush on. I can't remember anyone specifically. Well, there's the gym rat, gym teacher guy. Oh, yeah. who's cute, and then there's also this like very type a guy with huge arms who i'm like i don't know what he's got a kid you know he's got a really cute kid at home lifting kids he's lifting something that's for sure um and then oh i felt sad when that old man got kicked off and i also felt sad when that black man got kicked off in the first episode because he was oh his his sadness made me so sad yeah it's it's a very feelingful you know, baking show. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's so, so it good. is absurd. But, and and the uh, hearing impaired yeah. woman who has the translator, it's brought this whole other dimension of feeling to the show because having the BSL person signing away up there is just so wonderful. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, on, it's also like kind of perfect for TV because there's like this presence but it's also she also is like very high functioning so it's not it's not as tricky as it could have been right if like 
that needed to be more central. So they really, but she is wonderful. I, I think she's my favorite. I hope love, she Love, love, love her. Love, love, love her. Yeah, she's a star. Um, um, so that's good. I, I don't think I'm up to date on the morning show, but I'll, I'll get back to it. I forgot about it. I forgot. I, I think this last episode was like a, 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 we go back to COVID. Really? And we see like what happened. It's so, the show's so dumb. Yeah, like, it's, it's really like stupid. shocking. Um, I, I I just barely made it through the end of the episode. So, um, but I finished the Ahsoka it's not, show. No, these, the what show? Ahsoka. Oh yeah, I I watched more of it, but I still don't care. It's but, Rosario. Well, yeah, it ended in a way that I was like, "Are you serious?" So, look, yeah, I, and so I don't know about, like, Star Wars. Like, I don't know, like, what's going to happen. I, I, I just was like, how how can this be? How can this series? <laughs> it's so, it's not good, but it does look great. I mean, they really, this shooting in the volume thing is really brilliant. Revolutionary. Truly. Um, um, watch any movies? I don't know. I've been um, going to New York City Ballet sometimes. They've been doing, they've been doing some, some stuff. Dancing around. They certainly have been. Last night they did Serenade and Orpheus and Theme and Variations. And I have to say that I slept quite a bit during Orpheus. Classic. Which I wish I hadn't slept during Orpheus because I am very interested about the stagecraft of it because it's all this Noguchi stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it many times, but it's been a little while. And, um, I mean, the costumes and sets are very impressive. Now, I don't know about as a dance. I feel like as a dance, I'm not compelled. And also, I'm not that compelled by the Stravinsky music for some reason. Normally, I am. But, um, anyways, that's Orpheus. Well. You were sleeping. I really was. Um, Sarah and I was awake, and it was nice, and <laughs> Indiana went and was beautiful, and Sarah Mearns and Miriam were beautiful, and uh, Taylor Stanley, friend of the podcast, was beautiful, and then at the end they did... <laughs> oh, you're laughing. You're laughing. You're From laughing. the podcast. And then they did uh, Theme and Variations, which is the end of Tchaikovsky Suite 3 at the end of the show, which for oh, me... For it's tricks. For me, tricks. theme and variations. I think it lies a little bit outside the ethos of certain New York City ballet things, which are like I sure. feel like New York City ballet prides itself on like not centering tricks. They're like this. Yeah. This company is about like serious dancing. You know, dancing. Um, but we don't not dancing, dancing, well, dancing. Proper. Right, but they're not they're not like we do millions of pirouettes and like acrobatics. They don't do that. Um but however, I'm just going to say I think that theme and variations you do need to bring two individuals on stage who nail it. Because it's just like well it's it's so apparent. It's for it's for stars. It's for stars. 
it's it's a yeah it's a starring role it's for stars but it does it's tricks and it's like presence because you're like it's very boastful yes so if you don't have that it's also embarrassing and look last night it it was mixed it was mixed because sometimes you thought tremendous perfect and other times you thought "Uh uh-oh and uh yeah, and that's okay. And I've seen I've seen people flop in theme and variations at ABT and New York City Ballet. So I, I it happens. Yes, well that's the joy of it. And nobody flopped. Gonna Look, happen. Nobody flopped last night except some people in the court of ballet who were just running into each other because it was their first time. But that's Incredible. okay. A lot of that's bumping. The joy. That's live okay. theater. Look, and I love the mistakes. That's my favorite. I know Russell was like, Russell mentioned that yep last week. That I love when how how, if he if if Russell made any mistakes that at least Reed would be thrilled. It, thrilled, thrilled. <laughs> did you did evil you, Reed? Did you listen to our whole talk? I did. That's nice. Thank I did. you. Appreciate that. Sorry, it was kind of crazy. No, you know it's it is kind of fun to be like. It's eaves, it's it's very eavesdropping. Because we were in the kitchen and stuff. Yeah, you're just like hanging out. Um, yeah, it was very sweet. So if nice. you didn't hear it, it's on last week's episode. So. We were in Kansas. Can you believe it? I was in Kansas. With Dorothy. I was with Dorothy. Um, I've never been there. So what other dance are are you are you filming this? Lucinda Childs thing? Um, I'm filming uh, events around it. Oh, okay. So I will be at City Center for the opening, but I will probably oh, not okay. be seeing it. Although, oh, well. I, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to sneak in and see it if, if, not, if I'm not able to f- film it. I went to a Fall for so. Dance show last minute, if you can believe it. Yeah, you were just saying last week you were not falling for dance. I wasn't falling for, for it. But then my friend Sarah was like, I have this ticket, do you want to come? And I thought, you know what? All right. I'll just do it. I'll just... All right. Just go. Yeah, just and you had a, go. you had a time. Go. You had a time I with it? I had a time. And it, look, That's right now, nice. I'm having trouble even remembering. Yeah. Oh, it was... Um, it was a wonderful solo of traditional Indian dance to open the show. Oh, that's great. And then the second piece was a Bejar duet that I've seen before. I saw, I saw Joe Gordon and David Hallberg do it many years ago at the Joyce, but um, this was two principals from the Paris Opera Ballet, um, and they were so elegant. And, um, and I thought, Bejar is like, trash but also um something. yeah something definitely something yeah definitely this piece is very ruthless it's very hard <laughs> technically it's very hard oh, ruthless not worthless no 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 okay i mean depends what you like but um <laughs> it tricks. i like tricks I don't know. It does, none of it even looks like tricks. It's just like technically very exposed and it's stressful if you're a person who has taken ballet class because you're like, oh mm-hmm. boy. But, you know, these dancers handled it well and it was beautiful. And 
And then I, I chose to leave at the second at the second intermission and not stay for group of Corpo oh, because thank you because I was tired and I said I'm going home now. So I did not. Yeah. See group well, you realize no one's gonna give you a medal for staying through a show. No. No. So you might as well go home. I did. I went right home. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, and I probably ate some cake from Trader Joe's. Wow. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. I mean. Um, Nomi's having a little thing on her back removed tomorrow, and we're very oh, stressed no, about it. Oh, no, no. Um, it's, like, really the scariest thing, but it's, I mean, it's, what I think it? not a big deal, but she has to go under. She's going to be asleep. Yeah. It's for the best. They don't know what it is. It, it, we had it checked, like, six months ago, and they were like, it's nothing. Like, I think they tested it, and then we are like... It's changed. They're like, oh, well, okay, let's get rid of it. So, well, I hate that. Yeah, it's... Changed. And she's just the best thing. And I'm like, I don't need to go to a show. I have this incredible dog. Wow. So, I don't know what to say. Other than that. Um, yeah. Do you know James got another cat? Oh, I mean, we've also been thinking about getting... You know, uh, you kind of need a backup in case something happens. and Because oh. otherwise, I think you just go into the basement and blow up your house and die. Right, right, right. Um, do you think Nomi could handle another animal? Well, our thought is that we get like a like a baby. Rala Papina. And then you she know, can be mommy. She would like, yeah. Oh, that's but cute. I think that's sort of difficult to rescue a very young well, we'll just buy one, buy a dog. I also, like, don't actually want another dog. Right. Because it is, it is tricky to do things when yeah. you don't want to leave your dog. Well, maybe it's actually easier once the puppy grows up a little because they can just, you know, they have each other. Well, yeah, I mean, we're okay to leave her for, you know, the same amount of time. But you can't, like, go somewhere yeah. without... A whole thing so I have a I have um a tip oh yeah yeah what is it if you're feeling depressed and uh, look a lot of you are because we all we all are um drugs well drugs help for some is what I've heard definitely well for a time at least yes I've never <laughs> taken any of them but look I've thought about it <laughs> Um, <laughs> and did that help? Thinking about it? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I mostly, okay. you know, it's often I just lay down and fall asleep. When I wake up, I feel a little better. Yeah, just go to sleep. <coughs> well, but, we're uh, usually just exhausted. Yeah. But here's my tip. Wash your windows. Cake. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. Chores. Do chores. Do, a, but start by washing your windows because... What it will do is it will... Isn't this a metaphor? It will shift your whole frame of mind. And it will also maybe even shift the way that the light is coming into your home. And it will propel Mm. you into other chores. And in a good way. In a way that feels... Change your whole perspective. Yes. So I just want to say, if you're laying in bed... And and you're feeling kind of, you know, 
Down. Le- leaden. And down. Blue. Get up. Go outside even. Buy. And I, I hate to say this. I hate to say this. Because you can use a newspaper, but God knows we're going to get one. But buy yourself what? a roll of paper towels. And look, I don't use them for cleaning, but buy yourself a roll of paper towels. Buy recycled paper. But buy yourself a roll of paper towels and Windex. Okay? Literally straight up blue Windex. <laughs> and and then drive to my house and please clean my windows. No, yeah. And then just go back home with your blue Windex and your recycled paper towels and wash your windows. And I'm talking outside and then inside. So you're going to have to do the click thing where you click it in and it's, you know. But just do it. Wash the sills, wash the tops, oh wash your windows. It's going to change your life. It's going to change your life. Um, hot, hot tip. Yeah. I, we've been here a year. Yes. Basically. I mean, actually, like we, technically we moved out of our apartment on, I think, November 4th of yeah. last year. But, um, but we signed the papers I think October 6th or something like that. Um, and for the most part, I haven't cleaned the windows. Yeah, it's not a thing one does. It's really hard. It's a lot. And yeah. there's storm windows. So it's like every Ugh. window is like so three many windows. windows. How do you even clean second story windows in a house like yours with old windows? I don't really know. You have to get a ladder and do it so, from outside. I think so. Yeah. That fucking so, sucks. You know, I'm not going to. But I, I did clean the back door window, and it was tr- tremendous. It was tremendous. It changes your it life. It did change my life. Yeah. It, it really did. Um, uh, and I've been making curtains of different. I, I'm, I'm, slowly growing my, curtain complexity, but uh, very slowly. And this morning, the sewing machine insisted on going backwards for some reason. Is this the thing that happens? Well, maybe your reverse was stuck. That's what the internet told me. What um, kind and of I ma- guess that's probably what it was. What kind of machine but, do you um, have? A brother. And what reverse something? is it? A button that lights up. You just push a little button? Yeah. And it reverses? Uh-huh. Well, that sounds So like I did it. the thing what it said. Like, I, I like held it i turned the machine off you know i like i don't know what eventually did it but, but it, it did eventually um yeah i don't I trust like, this um, is a thing i don't trust what? these machines that have like digital components or electric components like that i don't like that <laughs> yeah it seemed, i mean it's so simple i don't know why we're doing that i like mechanical whatever. components mechanical components yeah they last forever but yeah. you know I think this is, I th- again, a sewing machine's pretty basic boots. That's why I was yeah. like, what is happening? So did you just try um, to sew backwards? Did you sew backwards out. for a little while? No, I didn't. But I was like, am I insane? Shouldn't this work <laughs> differently? <laughs> I did think, did I forget how to do this? That this is feels weird? You know what I Am I with- inside out? 
you, you you're in you're in the downtown world. What's that called? Inch the the under, upside down. The upside down. Yeah. Um, I was thinking the other day because a picture came up of Chris Garneau in those flower crowns. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow, those are really good. And I thought, I have no idea how I did it. Well, we just tried and tried. No, but like that's all. I don't remember Isn't that my. Fun? I don't remember my method. Well, do you? Yeah, I think that there's there's. I don't. I assume we used like. I don't actually. Then I think we didn't use like a wire thing, but we must have. I, I suspect we did. I mean, I, I don't ma- know. maybe I made a base I don't know from either. some like stems or something. I don't remember. Well, yeah. I mean, you can like lay them sort of I don't know words um around each other right we used there was some wire there must have been wire to hold yeah the and then like but once you like build the base you you know you can just kind of yeah I think there was definitely like that green garden stuff um green garden. but yeah that gr- green garden uh wire I don't know all right but, at any yeah, rate, it looked tremendous. Tie. I thought. I thought, good job, me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doesn't yeah. that? I mean, it was like a hundred years ago. But it Great, like that beautiful, too. beautiful ideas. COVID, COVID times. I know, and we just and there was cute costumes from the Salvation Army. That's gone out of business. Oh no! Very sad. Very sad. Very or sad. moved or something. Who knows? Uh, oh, uh, yeah, and that's oh, that's that. That is that. Um, what else? I didn't. I literally didn't write anything down for this week, so I don't know. What do you mean? What else there is to say? Do you Usually, mean... I, I like write things down as I think of them. Oh wow! To keep, uh... us, keep us on track, but um. Does mm, does anyone do else it. have this experience of the New Yorker crossword puzzle being like some weeks too easy and other weeks impossible? Okay, so that's just something I wanted to ask. Are you well? You're doing send. What are you doing? I mean, it's you know Monday's the easiest one. Well, no, that's yeah. the New York Times. I'm doing the New Yorker, oh. which is weekly. Which I'm like, this should be consistent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, no, you can't. You can't just give hard ones. People will never come back. It's true. It's true. Sometimes it's so hard. You have to I'm make like, people feel like they're smart sometimes. Yeah. That, okay. So they they did it. They did it because I did it a couple... Yeah. You know, sometimes I do it and I'm like, I'm a genius. And I'm like, so next week's going to be amazing. Right. That's what they want. That's what they're doing. Yeah. 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 But I am not above the following week looking at the solutions and filling in what I couldn't get the week before. I because I posting need to, on Instagram. I, can you imagine? Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. So I did it. Um, oh also, there's this beautiful photo of Joe Gordon on um, some of the New York City Ballet pamphlets this year in a Symphony in C costume, and he looks like it. He looks like Richard Gere from Days of Heaven. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna send you the picture. Okay. Really good. Um, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Brian. It's a great film. So grateful you made me watch it. Oh, it's good. I think you will. I think 
you'll enjoy watching Tiorama whenever you do. When I get around um, to it. Okay, I just sent you the picture. Okay, let me look, let me look. Weird. Oh, yeah, I see that. Isn't that nice? Yeah, but it's it's more the mood than the face, I would say. But Yeah. But yeah, it's very nice. Wow. I think it's a great image. It's a beautiful image. Anyways. Um but Joe Gordon, he was Orpheus last night. He was great. I mean, the parts I saw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes, boy. yes, yes. Um, are you going to see dance? Are you going to opening night? Yeah. I'm, of of what? Listen to Child. Oh, I'm going on Thursday, whatever that is. I think that is. Wow. The opening night. Are you going to pay us to Song of Songs? Yeah, I'm going to opening night. Oh, me too. Okay, great. The 19th. Okay, does it, I hope you all have your tickets to Song of Songs, okay? It's happening right now in London. It is tonight. Literally, it's, what is it? It's, what is it? It's, um, like 5.30 or 4.30 in London. Oh my God. It's, it's Friday the 13th right now. No, it's not. In the future, in the past. It's still Thursday. Wait, Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) It's not even Friday in Australia. Not even. Not even. You want to hear oh, something? You I want to go back to sick? Australia. I want to go back to Australia yeah. as well. But David, David, bring us to Australia. David, we need to come. Please, 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 please. We, uh, my friend Emil, I went to my friend Tess's fundraiser for her show at Pageant that's coming up next month. Also, uh-huh. you all need to go to that. Test Warman at pageant. Test Warman at pageant. 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 Um, and our my friend Amelia took a picture of Tess and I at this little fundraiser the other night. And then someone, you know, she put it on Instagram. And I looked at the picture and I thought, I miss David. <laughs> oh, because you were like, oh, it's David. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, God, this person thinks I'm selling my house and keeps calling me. Oh I'm no! Like, stop it. I, I'm not. Oh, they want to buy it from you? No, I think it's just a wrong number. Oh. Well, maybe you could sell it, sell your house for a lot of money and then move into a house with windows you can clean. But it's Janet. And she she did say my name is Jeremy. Jackson. Janet Jackson. What? Do you want this house? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Stuart and I are going to buy that house from you. Can you imagine? Jeremy. You bought this house? Yeah. No, not this house. What? She's, she wants to show me a different house at, at, at 11 Sterling Avenue. Is that in Brooklyn? I don't know. She wants you to come back to the city, and so do I. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I'm like, is it free? It's absolutely free. That's how they're doing housing Ugh. in New York now. You didn't, because we're such a. Oh big, yeah, I did. I heard like everything is really cheap now. Yeah, we're a liberal enclave, so they've decided to make housing free. It's amazing. Like everything's sinking into the ground and flooded. So. Yeah, come on like, over. Come live here while you can. 
Before the bedbugs arrive from Paris. Oh, I forgot to tell you this. Hey, hi. What is it? So I, one of, I'm scared. you know, the birthday beach excursions last summer, it was Ethan's birthday, Ethan Philbrick. With the cake? I made the chocolate cake. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wrapped it so beautifully. Um, and there at the party, I met someone named Noah Crandall, who's from a, Paris. No, not even. Okay. Who's a master student at, um the new school in theater or something. And um, out of the blue, I get a text from Noah Crandall, a person I don't really know, but I, mm-hmm. I had had a conversation with them on the beach. And I suppose the conversation at some point turned toward AI, the Steven Spielberg film. Uh-huh. As uh-huh. it t- tends to do sure. with me. Uh-huh. So Noah Crandall texts me and says, I see he because he used to work at Alamo. He goes, I see that they're doing a a screening of AI at Alamo. And if you'd like to come, I get free tickets. I said, yeah, obviously, obviously I'd like to come to a screening of AI at 6 p.m. on a on a Wednesday or whatever. Perfect. So I went to see AI with Noah and Noah had never seen it, so obviously I was seeing it through fresh eyes. You know, seeing it through fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of this movie that I don't remember perfectly, but I do remember most of it pretty perfectly. And <laughs> it's really a movie in four chapters that should be a movie in three chapters. But it is really, it's really Which something. chapter do you want to delete? I think that chapters two and three can just be consolidated. The whole like you know, cause so I think af- that's right. I think af- that's right. There's af- like a middle part that feels a little yeah. Because after the mom abandons him in the woods, you know, we needed everything leading up to that. You know, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. he's suddenly with Teddy at the flesh fair, and he's meeting Jude Law. Okay. Yeah. And it's and all they're searching for the it's the Wizard of Oz zenith. Well, then is the- that that is chapter three where they get in the car with the boys and they go to Rouge City and they're searching for the Blue Fairy. Right. But those two things just need to be combined, or or one of them has you know they have they it, it it's too much it's too much chaos. Mm-hmm. But I then, mean, I also feel like the movie could end at the well, at the bottom of the. New York City. Well, I think every when people see that film for the first time, they think it's over then. But yeah, ultimately, coda of aliens. The they're they're robots. Alien coda. I'm just gonna have you know that they are robots. Well, but oh, they're from this planet. Yeah, because they're just like I see. They're surviving robots. There you go. Because after the the humans die off, the robots continue evolving into like alien looking into like clear. Jelly Oscars. Wow. I really thought they were aliens. I know I did too for years. But while while I watched it this time, I was like, they're they're robots. (laughs) 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 That does make it it more more coherent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like the AI communicating with the old form AI. Right. And right, being right, like, right. we are so grateful to you as the only surviving vestige of the human race in a way. And But he also is a robot. He is, but he has all of this storage. Yeah. 
And my God, I was bereft at the end again. I mean, the ending of that movie is so effective. It's insane. Well, and I actually think, you know, I think it needs to be as long as it is for that. Like, you do need to, like, undergo this long thing. Haley, Because it Joel is every single time Osmond. you watch that movie, it's it's devastating. He is... Really incredible. That performance... I'm so sorry, but, like... There's all of these situations where people receive Oscars are actually receiving an Oscar for something else they did, right? Yes. Sure, we, we sure. Can all, we can do, all agree Well, do you want to know, should we look up who won the Oscar that year? I don't know, but Haley Joel wasn't even nominated. And you gotta think, Oh, what? really? No. Because he was nominated for Sixth Sense as supporting actor. Which is, you know, crazy. Well, he's great in it, but nobody could have predicted that he would be unbelievable in AI and carry the whole film. Well, I don't, I also don't know that the reception of this movie was, was very mixed. Was great, it was very mixed. Yeah. And I read, actually I was sent an article, two different articles about it. And one of them is Steven Spielberg defending himself against the reviews, which I guess the reviews kind of mischaracterized um, like which parts of the film should be attributed to Stanley Kubrick and which parts were more Steven Spielberg-y. And people were like, oh, well, clearly Steven Spielberg like had his hands too heavily on the beginning and the end when it's all like sentimental kid stuff. And then the middle parts are Stanley Kubrick. But I'm like, that's... And, and he's saying like, that's not true because Stanley's the one who's was more invested in the beginning and the end and the middle parts are mine. And I'm like, well, Steven, obviously... The middle parts are like Minority Report and Hook. You know, they're just like schlocky. Look, Steven's great. We love. But (coughs) the beginning and the end are like so kind of existential and like conceptual. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so in 2002 is my understanding that this is is when that movie came out. Well, it came out... We have Denzel Washington... For what? I, but I think that's this is the awards because I well, see listen, that. Yeah, um, no, the the ceremony would have been twenty two, but the movie this is crazy. The movie came out in the summer of two thousand and one, and then like uh-huh. two months later, the World 9/11. Trade Center. But the World Trade Centers factor in very prominently in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately for them. Anyways, go on. We have uh, Denzel Washington and Halle Berry winning Best Actor and Best Actress. Oh, for Monsters Ball and. Training Day, never. Oh, the boxing movie. Mm-hmm. A Beautiful Mind came out, and Russell Crowe was nominated. Um, well, Jennifer Connelly won Best Supporting Actress. <coughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, <coughs> what else is in this year? Lord of the Rings. The first Lord of the Rings came out. Was it nominated for things beyond technical? Yeah, it won. You know, like original score, cinematography, visual mm. effects makeup hair yeah what one best picture that's about it looks like monsters inc best picture best picture is it at the end or is it ron howard for a beautiful mind best picture a beautiful mind oh wow wow that movie did really well yeah it was a good movie i like i enjoyed it um, I mean, I don't remember. It's just about a genius. I don't remember what else happens, but. Well, I, yeah, I thought of it recently after seeing Oppenheimer. Oh, yeah. Which is like, 
Oh, that it's, was a better movie. About it's very like, a, like kind of idiosyncratic. Princeton University. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, because anyways, Haley Joel Osment. It, it's an. <laughs> It's just an unbelievable performance. There's a, there's a part in the movie, and if you ever see it again, you have to clock this. He has gone back, he's gone to Manhattan in the, like, you know, amphibicopter or whatever, and mm-hmm. he goes into the offices where he goes mm-hmm. through the where horror. He right. But he also goes into the office of William Hurt, who, you know, is his inventor mm-hmm. and is, like, of course, like, made him in the image of his dead son, and oh, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. But there's a part where William Hurt is explaining to him what is happening and why this has happened. And Haley Joel Osment just looks at him in this very, with this, like, completely dead and, like, exhausted expression and says, my brain feels like it's falling out. And I thought, oh, my God, like, all who wrote that line and also like the delivery of it. And I was like, how beautiful. I thought that is perfect. It's a great movie. I feel like my brain is falling out. Oh, oh my God. Tragedy. Um, tragedy. Yeah. It's really excellent. Also like the scene <laughs> where I'm sorry. I know we've been, I'm sorry. <laughs> You just have to. The this scene is, where yeah. Francis Francis McDonald, I guess is her name. The mom. When she does, that's when she, her name. I think that's Francis McDonald. She's British. Okay. When she goes through the process She's of great. of imprinting on um, I'm getting I'm getting a call from Pampano Beach, Florida. What do we think? No. Gorge. You yeah. should answer it. No, they're special. Getting, so she's doing the, going through the process of imprinting on David so that he'll lo- love her. And mm-hmm. she has to say that sequence of words. Uh-huh. Um, and then suddenly he's Alpha. like, yeah, some, some stuff, bicycle. And then at the end, <laughs> she, he, so at that point, like, once she's through saying. Francis the, O'Connor. O'Connor. There we go. <laughs> Once, once she's gone through the process of saying these words, then, you know, they're tied together. Like, he's now, like, like she's mommy, you know? Yeah, she's mother goose. Yeah, and and so she says the last four things, which are like, David, Monica, David, Monica. And then suddenly you see his whole countenance and expression soften. And it's so small, it's so slight. And then suddenly he says, mommy. And it's like, the, it's incredible. I'm sorry. Everybody go watch. Run. Don't walk. <laughs> <laughs> Run to the movie theater. Go see this movie that's just been released. Run to your laptop and watch this movie right now. Um, anyways. <sighs> fabulous movie yet again. To see it on the big screen. Wonderful. Teddy, the animatronics department slayed with Teddy. He's absolutely amazing. (laughs) And the special effects with Teddy, the special effects with Teddy are not good. Like when he's running through the woods and there's, he's kicking up dust and it looks so bad. Um, but Mm -hmm. you know, CGI was new. 
was new. Yeah, this is the first movie that used CGI. <laughs> um, okay, this is too long. We have to stop right now. It's true. Uh, but we'll, we had, see, we'll do it I had a blast week. today. Thank you so much. I know. You love thinking about AIs. Yes, I do. That really cheered me. Cheered me so. Mm, it's good. Maybe you should go watch it right now. I can't Run. do it again. Don't walk. I, don't, I can't cry about that That's today. That's devastating. All right. Well, we love you, and we'll be here again next week. Bye-bye. Oh.